Hello, ako si Judas Gavilan. Kayo ay nakikinig sa bagong Rappler Podcast episode kung sanhimay natin ang mga maiinit at mahalagang isyo sa Pilipinas. Ito ang Rappler's News Break Beyond the Stories. Sa episode na to, pag-uusapan natin ang pagtigil sa 1989 Accord sa pagitan ng University of the Philippines at Department of National Defense. Ito ay nagbabawal sa pagpasok ng mga militar at pulis sa mga UP campus na walang koordinasyon sa pamunuan ng universidad. Paano mapapadala nito ang War on Descent ni Pangulong Rodrigo Duterte? Anong maaaring mangyari sa mga susunod na buwan, lalo na't may anti-terror law sa Pilipinas? Kasama ko ngayon si Lilian Buan, ang justice reporter na Rappler, at si Rambo Talabong, who covers security and crime, para ipaliwanag kung ano ang dapat nating malaman tungkol sa isyong ito. Hi, Lian and Rambo. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Renjo Des. Thank you for having us, Jodes. So, Rambo, ikaw yung unang katanungin ko. Can you tell me what is this 1989 UPDNV Accord? Ano ba yung laman nito? Ano yung history ng deal na ito? Essentially, the UPDNV Accord is an agreement of the government and the University of the Philippines that the government cannot enter its troops and the police without asking for permission from the administration. So this deal, this agreement has protected activists for decades, for, for generations actually, from 1989. And the history of this started in the Marcos regime. There was in, intense crackdown on activists in Madami na mamatay. Alam niyo naman ang mga nasaparecitos, talagang ang pagmamalabis na Marcos dictatorship. At umabot sa punto na noong 1982, nagkaroon ng agreement si um, Sonia Soto, isang activist, isang student leader, at saka ang defense minister noon na si Juan Ponce Enrile. So 1982, Soto Enrile Accord yung nauna bago tong UPDND Accord. Ito UPDND Accord nangyari noong 1989. Ito ang sumunod dito. Pero yung 1982, Soto Enrile Accord, para ito yung nagset ng, ng foundation para sa UPDND Accord. At nangyari UP DND Accord no 1989 kasi meron na namang kaso ng um, alleged na pagpamalabis ng gobyerno kung saan may inarestong estudyante. Ang, ang pangalan niya si Donato Continente na UP Campus Publication um, Staffer, Philippine Collegian, na hanggang ngayon nakita natin isa sa mga pinakakritikal na student publications. Kinuha siya ng, ano, ng military at police at Vincent's Hall. At ano to eh, chilling effect sa mga estudyante. Kaya... Nangyari dito, nagkaroon ng agreement na hindi dapat pumasok ang gobyerno ng walang pahintulat ng administration para hindi na maulit ito. At hanggang ngayon, um, pinagnalaban ng UP ang kanyang um, autonomy kung saan hindi dapat pumasok ang mga police at military kasi nga kakaiba ang kanilang tradition of activism at kakaiba rin ang kanilang, kanilang kasaysayan kung saan nakaranas ang kanilang mga estudyante ng pagmamalabis ng gobyerno, karahasan ng gobyerno. At hindi lang ang mga estudyante ng UP ang nakaka nakakuha ng mga benepisyo dito sa UPDND Accord, kundi yung mga iba-ibang mga aktivista, kahit hindi taga-UP. Dahil hindi, ka, hindi madali makapasok ang polis at militar sa, militar sa UP, maraming pupunta sa UP para hindi sila masugod ng polis at militar na nangyayari sa iba't ibang mga lugar sa bansa. And yun nga, you mentioned that it was uh, done in 1989. So that's almost more than three decades since. Tapos biglang ganito na, biglang ito-terminate na daw. Ano yung reasoning ng DND kung bakit nila tinitarili na gustong tapusin yung accord na to? Judas, mm-hmm. kailangan natin ilagay sa konteksto ng Duterte administration at kitang-kita natin na ang Duterte administration at ang military 
meron silang common enemy at ito ang CPPNPA, Communist Party of the Philippines. At ito ang CPPNPA, mga militante, mga komunista at galit sila pareho. At saka ito, isa na namang pamamaraan para magipit itong organisasyong ito. Kasi nga, ang kanilang sinasabi ay mayroong recruitment sa loob ng UP. Kaya kailangang sirain ito. At ano to eh, um, ano to, um, dalawang, dalawang bagay ang na-achieve nila sa pagpapatigil nitong UPDNI Accord. So, pagpipigilan daw nila, allegedly, ang pagre-recruit sa UP. So, chilling effect kung saan-saan, hindi lang sa UP, kundi sa mga universities sa buong bansa. Pati ano rin, gusto rin na ipakita na ang UP, isang bastion of democracy, isang lugar kung saan talaga pinoprotektahan ng mga aktivista, ay hindi rin pwedeng puntahan ng mga tao na gustong magpahayag ng kanilang kanilang uh, dissent, ng kanilang pagtutol sa gobyerno, kanilang kritisismo sa gobyerno. So talagang epekto niya, hindi lamang ano, ang pagpapatigil sa CPPNP pero pati sa dissent. Sinasabi ng gobyerno na hindi, pero effectively ito ang nangyayari, Judes. At nakikita natin na kasama to sa talagang padron na ng gobyerno, isang pattern ng gobyerno kung saan talagang kanilang ginigipit ang mga tao na hindi gusto ang kanilang mga polisiya, hindi inuulit ang kanilang mga gusto sa gobyerno at sa Pilipinas, Jodes. But Leon, tanoyin ko rin na ano yung legal basis ng DND sa pag-terminate nito? Kasi di ba parang ang daming takes online regarding this. So, ano yung mga sinasabi ng DND kung bakit legal yung ginawa nila? Alright, so nung nag-press um, conference si Secretary Lorenzana, he brought with him the spokesperson of the AFP, si Major General Edgar Arevalo, who is a lawyer. So General Arevalo invoked the doctrine Rebus Sextantibus. Uh, it's a Latin doctrine that says uh, contracts will be voided or inapplicable if there is a fundamental change in circumstances. So, paano ginustify ito ni General Arevalo? So, nung, sinam, nung pinaramahan to ni dating Defense Secretary Fidel V. Ramos, uh, he was signing on behalf of the Department of the National Defense. Nung time na to, ang DND ay binubuo ng Armed Forces of the Philippines and the Philippine Constabulary, which was the police unit at the time. Pero matatandaan natin na noong 1990, pagpasok ni President Aquino, um, she signed into law Republic Act Number no. 6975, which established the Philippine National Police at nilipat from DND and placed it under the Department of the Interior and Local Government, or DILG. So sabi ni General Arevalo, yun yung fundamental change in circumstance. Kaya pwede niyang i-invoke yung Rebus Sextantibus na voided, inapplicable na yung kontrata kasi nagkaroon ng fundamental change. Parang, eh na yun, panibago na naman nilang parang legal, yes. legal term. So, pero yes. babalik lang kita mamaya dyan, Lian, regarding sa mga sure. legal takes ng mga lawyers regarding sa move na to ng DND. Pero Rambo, you talk to student leaders right after pumutok yung issue na to. I remember you doing your rapper talk with uh, student council heads in, uh, in different UP campuses. Ano yung kanilang reaction or takot nila na pwedeng mangyari? Mm-hmm. Dalawang emosyon ng ano, um, talagang sumapul sa kanila nung kanilang nalaman na tinigil ng Duterte government ang UPDN ni Accord. Una, natawa sila. Hindi nila alam na seryoso pala talaga ang gobyerno na talag- talagang kanilang igigipitin ng mga sudyante, mga nagpropotesta at talagang pipigilan sila na magpapotesta sa kanilang mga campuses ng, ano, ng may kasiguraduhan at saka 
uh, seguridad. Pero nakita rin nila ang mga dokumento, nakita nila ang mga tweets nating binalita ito, kinumpirma ni DND Secretary Delfin Lorenzana at ang kanilang taway, naging simangot, sila'y nagulat, nagalit sila at nilabas nila kanilang gahit social media, sila'y nag-organisa sa kanilang mga campuses, hindi man ano um, physical na organizing, hindi nakapag nakapag-physical organize sa iba't ibang UP sa buong bansa, pero meron mga online protests. Meron sa UP Diliman, alam natin, na-cover natin yun. Merong mga photos tayo na ilabas, may mga nakausap tayo. Pero kahit sa iba't ibang mga campuses, sa UP Cebu, UPLB, sa UP Mindanao, talagang naglabas sila ng mga online protests at saka kanilang mga um, pagtutol dito sa pagpapatigil. Nagulat sila at galit sila kasi anong paparating sa kanila? Siyempre, takot sila na sila'y atakihin ng militar na sila mas gigipitin pa ngayon ng pandemya hindi sila makaprotesta na maayos at dun sa mga kaunting mga pagkakataon na nakapagprotesta sila di ba meron mga aresto nangyari may aresto sa UP maaalala natin at noon meron meron pa ring UPDND accord na ina-uphold pero nakaaresto ang gobyerno so mas makakita sila ng mas maraming gantong mga pangyayari at uh, ayaw nilang mangyari ito kaya sila protesta gusto nilang lumaban pa dito at sabi nga nung isang ko pa nakausap UPLB, um, student council, sabi niya, mas tatapang lang sila dito. Mas pinapalakas lang ng Duterte government ang loob nila na sila ay dapat magprotesta, na sila ay dapat lumabas at sila ay dapat lumaban. Kasi nga lumiliit na lumiliit ang espasyo para sa kanila. Kailangan nila lumabas lalo para ipaglaban ito. And you mentioned protest then. Uh, students basically focus on the youth. Pero Lian, I remembered you covered some protest movements din inside Diliman in the past year, 2020. Uh, of course, hindi din students yung mga nakita mo doon, no? May mga iba't ibang human rights groups din, progressive groups, kung ano-ano na parang mga opposition groups din. Uh, pwede mo mga ikwento sa amin, siguro yung atmosphere doon. Kasi I remember you telling me na may symbol kasi yung campus ng Diliman noon, eh. So, ano ba yung relevance ng UP as a place of under Duterte, uh, kaya parang maraming, hindi lang mga sudyante yung nagagalit sa pag-terminate nitong accord na to. Two of the biggest rallies of 2020 was the Independence Day Rally and the Sona Rally, which coincided with the large condemnation against the anti-terror law. But unfortunately, nung una, unfortunately for the opposition or the protesters, nangyari siya sa panahon ng pandemya na generally bawal lang mag-mass gathering. So, in that context, para ang hirap magprotesta. Pero ramdam ng mga tumutulig sa anti-terror law na hindi pwedeng dumaan ng Independence Day, hindi pwedeng dumaan ng SONA, na hindi sila magmamaratsa sa kalye para labanan ng anti-terror law. And nung Independence Day Rally, on the eve of the Independence Day Rally, nagkaroon ng pronouncement si Justice Secretary Menardo Guevara na bawal. Bawal lang mag-rally. There was a threat of arrest. And then, on the morning, like hours before mag-converge ang mga tao, the Quezon City Police District Chief said na magdi-disperse kami pag hindi sila pumayag ay baka mauwi sa arestuhan. So that was how tense the day started and the night before, ganun ka-tense kung ano bang mangyayari. Pero ang ginawa ng mga protesters, they all converged in UP 
this was very memorable to me kasi marap, matatandaan naman natin Judes every year na may magarari laging pero laging may different points of convergence hmm. so so either nandito yung mga nasa ibang faction ng opposition yung isa nasa ibang lugar na magkakalapit lang yung hindi sila nagsasama kahit alam mong nasa kabila ang kanto lang sila and that was that almost happened on independence day kasi parang may nagko-converge si HR tapos meron sa UP tapos nung ano na uh, as the morning grew on lahat sila na nag-converge na sa rally and that was very iconic for me to see all of them in all of the factions converging in UP and the reason was under the threat of arrest UP will be a safe space because precisely because of the accord mm-hmm. kaya walang pumasok na police well at least walang visibly pumasok na police because there is an accord that um, protects UP as a safe space and pagdating nung sona uh, Rambo knows this pagdating nung sona mas nagkaroon na ng parang fine print yung gobyerno the, the DALG issued a memo to LGU exec saying kapag hindi niyo inenforce ang ban on rallies kayo yung kakasuhan namin and then syempre nilabanan to ng mga ng mga, uh, ng mga people from the left and nagkaroon sila ng dialogue with the police. Uh, I think it was General Sinas who met with them and days before, nagkasundo sila na, okay, sige, ililift na yung memo pero sa UP lang kayo magpro-protesta. Again, precisely because because there is an accord. So that accord made the two of the biggest protests in the Philippines in 2020 possible. Without UP, without accord, there would have been no safe space for dissent. And also, I wanted to ask, do you think, Diana Rambo, this question goes out for you too. Uh, do you think it's safe to say that people were blindsided by what happened? Because I remember diba, last, year, last year, December, that's only a few weeks ago, we had a podcast episode on Duterte and democracy and the Seb. But we didn't talk about the possibility of actually the president or the government doing this or attacking or pinpointing a specific university. Or... Parang, were you expecting this now one way or another? I think, well, I mean, we we can say that we were caught blindsided. It was something that we did not expect. But then at the same time, it's something that's not surprising. Hindi siya nakakagulat bilang kitang-kita naman natin for the past few years. Ang deterioration ng pagsunod sa mga accords, sa batas ng Duterte government. At hindi naman nila pinapahalagahan nang lubos ang karapatang ng tao ang ang karapatan ng mga tao para magprotesta para i-uphold to at kitang-kita natin ng talagang kanilang prioridad ayan talagang pagkupatigil sa CPPNPA kahit na ang daming threats sa Limawa sa West Philippine Sea sa sa Mindanao kung saan ang daming ano um, terrorism na nangyayari ang kanilang priority talaga kanilang focus ay ang CPPNPA at isa na naman tong bahagi dito sa naratibo ito na talagang gustong-gusto nilang ipitin itong grupo ito at this time nag-intersect ito sa isang grupo ng mga tao na ayaw din ng Duterte government at mga mga ano taga-suporta nito ito yung mga ano na mga protesta at isa itong lugar kung saan nakakahanap sila ng ano ng espasyo para makapagprotesta isang base headquarters lugar kung saan nakakahanap sila ng kasiguruhan na talaga makakapaglabas sila ng kanilang damdamin, kanilang pagtutul sa gobyerno. At nagkataon lang talagang UP is a good target for them to achieve this goal. At talagang gagawin nila ito to benefit them. And it's something that we're seeing now. Kahit nasasabihin nila na, okay, it's it's protect the students' rights. But at the same time, 
Nire-raise ng mga estudyante na hindi lang naman sa UP nang gagaling ang mga miyembro ng CPPNPA, di ba? Maraming mga miyembro ng CPPNPA na nanggaling sa ibang mga eskolahan. Pero bakit UP? Hmm. Yan. I just didn't think that the government would be so petty as to take away this one campus from the movement. They can say that, sabi nga ni General Arevalo, di ba? It's not about the protest, but it's about us being able to serve warrant whether it's an arrest warrant or search warrant kapag meron kaming nakitang shabulab or anything. But note that this accord was terminated at a time where there is no physical classes in UP. Mm-hmm. So yung sinasabi ni Secretary Lorenzana na safe haven ng UP for NPA, walang mangyayaring recruitment kasi wala namang tao doon. Mm-hmm. I just didn't think that they would be so petty as to take away the safe space for the dissenters. Kasi ganun ba sila katakot sa mga reliyista? Ganun ba sila katakot sa mga... Kasi even though the Independence Day rally and the Sona rally was um, memorable because of the circumstances, the crowd was not that large. Precisely because there's a pandemic. At ayaw rin naman talaga nating mag-violate ng quarantine rules. So, if you compare to other rallies, konti, konti yung sa 2020. So, parang is the government so petty as to be so scared of that small of a size ng crowd? Hmm. So, parang medyo malalang situation na higitin natin, no? But before we dive further into this issue, let's take a break and let's head to some Doppler podcast overviews. I mean, a lot of people, not much a lot, but I know that there are some people who would happily use I'm polyamorous label to basically justify anything, to justify sleeping around, to justify not committing, but that flies in the face naman of how we see it. It's my choice not to be a mother, but I'm not, it's not dissing on, mothers, dissing yeah. on motherhood, uh, about, on parenthood. Like purely person-to-person basis. Uh-oh. I'm Marguerite Leon, host of Rappler's I've Got an Opinion, where I speak to ordinary people who have a lot to say about extraordinary issues. Listen in every other Wednesday at 8 p.m. on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Next time, wag niya kung pariginigin ng revolution. Naku, Diyos ko. Yan ang mas delikado sa COVID. Kaya kung mag-revolusyon kayo, you will give me the free ticket to stage a counter-revolution. How I wish you would do it. Don't understand what President Rodrigo Duterte is saying? Want to know the story behind his words? Listen to Seat of Power, Rappler's political podcast about the Duterte presidency. Hosted by me, Piranada, Rappler's Malacanang Beat Reporter. Hi, welcome back to Newsbreak Beyond the Stories. I am Judas Lovilan and we're here with Lian Buwan and Rambo Talabong. We've been talking about the UPD and the Accord and Duterte's war on dissent. Lian, my question is to you. You had the story, that headline, that this Accord or this uh, UPD and the Accord is the latest casualty in Duterte's war on dissent. Can you explain this? Uh, where would you place this latest issue It's a string of actions on government against dissent in this country? Well, in the war on dissent, we've seen dissenters, whether they are activists, whether they are grassroots organizers, or whether they're just somebody who expresses criticism. We've seen them harassed. We've seen them charged in court. We've seen them convicted in court. And we've seen them killed. So yun yung mga masasabi nating biktima ng war on dissent. At ngayon, hindi ka lang nila binubusalan by way of veiled threats. Tinatanggal pa nila yung very physical space where you can express that dissent. So I would say that's a casualty of the war on dissent. Kasi nga yung kwento sa akin ng isang lawyer, 
uh, dati siyang law student nung panahon ni Gloria Arroyo. Nung nagmarcha ang mga abogado at mga famous personalities and prominent civic leaders sa EDSA Shrine to protest Gloria Arroyo's proclamation that declared a state of emergency which was seen also as a crackdown on dissent. Doon nagkaarestuhan sa harap ng kamera ng mga TV crew, inaresto si Randy David which is a very uh, famous personality. But inside UP daw, at the time, they were very free. So, hindi sila mapipigilan para maglabas ng kanilang saloobin tungkol sa mga isyu ng gobyerno. At yung safe space na yun, yung tinanggal by terminating this accord. So, you're not only trying to shut up the people, you are taking away the platform, the space that they can express that. Mm-hmm. And there are comments online na, kampus sa naman to eh, student naman eh. But of course, mali sila. What makes this move more dangerous siguro na at uh, beyond students? Na- nakausap ako na ano, ng isang former student activist na ngayon yan, no? organizer ng youth at saka student organization, si Raul Manuel. At ano ko rin siya itong tanong na to at gusto kong ulitin yung sinabi niya sa akin kasi talagang sumapo sa akin na ang mga estudyante, kung tinarget mo sila, kung tinetreaten mo sila, tinetreaten mo rin ang lahat na pinaglalaban nila. At ang UP, ang dami-dami pinaglalaban mga estudyante dito. Karapatan ng mga magsasaka, karapatan ng mga mangista, karapatan para sa para, para maging malaya, karapatan para para magpahayag para sa atin, karapatan ng kung, kung sino-sino mga tao, kung saan-saan bahagi ng Pilipinas, ang daming organisasyon na talaga may pinaglalaban sa UP. At kung tinarget mo sila, tinatarget mo rin yung mga tao na pinaglalaban nila, na kanilang pinaprotektahan, kanilang, kanilang binibigyan ng boses. Kasi nga alam natin na talaga napakalaking bahagi ng, ng ating, um, ating samahan, ng ating ng ating lipunan ng UP students. Alam naman natin ng mga scholar ng bayan kung nagsalita. Nakikinig ang mga tao kasi mga scholar ng bayan yan. Yan yung mga, mga sudyante na pinapadala ng mga bayan kung saan-saan, sa buong Pilipinas. Mga inaasahan na talagang, talagang magsasalita para sa kung ano ang tama, mga matatalinong tao. At kung talagang tinatarget itong mga to, itong mga sudyante ng UP, kinukuha mo yung boses din ng mga tao na kanila pinaglalaban. Ito nangyayari ngayon. Tinetreten itong pagtanggal ng UPDND Accord ang karapatan ng mga UP students para ipaglaban ang karapatan ng ibang mga tao. Pero, Lian Rambo, I know parang Duterte hasn't said anything about this, no? Wala pa siyang, wala pa siyang sinasabi sa mga public speeches niya. Pero, what do you think the Duterte government or Duterte himself, ano yung message nila or what is this latest move nila? Ano yung message ito sa public? that they would stop at nothing to shut you up. I think that's really the ba- the basic message kasi hindi sila natigil sa anti-terror law. Eh. The anti-terror law is such a a feared law because parang sobrang blanket, sobrang vague nung pananalita, yung wording, yung language nung batas that it threatens almost absolutely everything that that you can say against the government. Pwede nilang i-twist and bigyan ng flavor na that that you will cause terror that you will cause fear and that's already a very scary thing pero for them to to terminate an accord that that you know takes away the safe space gives the message that wala silang sasantuhin at gagawin nila lahat kahit masabi mo pang maliit na bagay lang to gagawin nila yon at they will put academic freedom under threat and target students, target young people, just to just to 
suit their agenda, which is nobody in this country should criticize the government. Well, Paano na sila na walang accord nagkakasinlakas ito, walang accord para protektahan sila? Kaya nilang gawin ito, kaya nilang mag-aresto, kaya nilang mag-aras. At ito ang mensahe ka na nilalabas. Hmm. And Brian, you mentioned nga before na yun nga yung anti-terror law, nangyayari ito habang may anti-terror law. Do you see ba any pag-intertwine itong anti-terror law and this move by the DND? Parang siguro, how will the implementation of the anti-terror law benefit siguro? So, dahil nga wala nang accord free entry ng state forces sa UP campuses parang paano sila parang magka-come to play together Oh definitely the anti-terror law and the termination of the UPDND accord definitely intertwined because it will make it easier for law enforcement to implement the some of the very oppressive um, provisions of the law kung wala nang accord na pumuprotekta sa mga estudyante sa loob ng UP. So people can say, oh, that's not a big deal. UP lang naman yan eh. Parang it's such a small campus in Diliman. Parang bakit kayo takot na takot? But I think it speaks of, um, it's, it's also a symbolic thing that UP, besides the accusation that it's a safe haven for, for communist rebels, it's also like, you know, dito rin talaga nagsa-thrive yung mga contrarian views, uh, whether you like it or not, whether you agree with them or not. So, it's a safe haven for everything actually. Mm. So, napaka-symbolic na isa-threaten mo yung ganong comfort zone for people to express their dissenting opinions. Mm. And Rambo, do you think DND is dead set with this? Na pangangatawa na nila yung pagtapos sa deal na to? Or do you think there will ever be a time or a reason or justification for them to change their minds? I think they're already bent on doing this. The manner of how they did this actually was already something that's a testament to their intent. Nalaman lang natin na kanilang tinerminate itong case na ito four days after. I think January 15th tinerminate and we only release it days after. Um, they really did not intend to to say it out loud in the public that tumigil. Talagang kailangan pang malik ng ng uh, ng student regent um, office ng UP. At striking din sa akin yung tono niya, no? SND, Secretary Lorenzana dito sa press conference sila para i-explain to kanila pagpigil. Um, tinanong siya ng reporter, Sir, ano open ba kayo na makausap ang UP? At ang sagot lang niya ay, kung kaya nila ipaliwanag yung pagkapatay ng mga sudyante, yung bakit namamatay mga sudyante nila. And parang sarcastic siya. So, I don't think they are willing to talk about this kasi yun yung kanyang, ano eh, kanyang ultimatum dito na kung pwede ipaliwanag. I mean, merong efforts daw na magkaroon ng talks pero it seems like the government is already bent on this kasi it's, it's something that they've done already. Talagang yeah. termination ng kanilang dineklara. It's hard for them to go back after this. Yeah. And parang also, parang malaki rin discussion siguro kung parang uh, may basis nga ba yung Pag-terminate. Of course, sabi nga ng kanina ni Lian, meron daw ay may changes to utang, kaya kailangan alis baguhin na. Pero Lian, 
ano yung masabi mo tungkol sa pag sa mga nagkasabi na one-sided nga ito, bakit daw mag-determine one-sided kung isa itong deal, dapat sabihin di ba ng isang right. side na papalag din sila. Ano yung take mm-hmm. mo dito? And, or siguro ano yung calls among the lawyers na you've talked to regarding this? The one thing that I've been waiting for actually to come from the UP administration is a categorical declaration that they will challenge the unilateral termination. Kasi ang, ang naririnig ko pa lang to come from their side is an appeal to reconsider their decision, to go back to the table and pag-usapan natin to. Pero I'm sure that UP can get a lot of its alumna from UP law to challenge this unilateral termination because it's been pointed out before that yun nga, you cannot you cannot just terminate a contract na ikaw lang yung nag-decide on your side lalo na wala namang exit clause yung contract and may i just point out then yung mga kumbaga arguments against the rebus sextantibus ni general arevalo so i talked to um attorney tedte one of the uh, alumnus of up law former spokesperson of the supreme court he said that yung rebus sextantibus if you find it in jurisprudence and if you find it in the civil code ang condition para ma-invoke mo ang doc- doctrine ng ito ay there has to be an exceptional change of circumstance para ma-invoke mo to so what is so exceptional about putting the PNP under the DILG. Eh di ba meron ding accord ang PNP at ang UP na sinabi ni General Sinas na, oh meron ding accord kami with the with UP. So, sabi ni Aternita, he doesn't think that the, it qualifies an, as an exceptional change in circumstance. Tapos sabi naman ni another lawyer who comes from UP, si Attorney Edra Olalia of the National Union of People's Lawyers, more than Rebus Sextantibus, baka daw mas ma-invoke pa ang Pacta Sunt Servanda. It's a, another Latin doctrine that says agreements must be kept uh, and it must be fully respected and honored. So sabi niya, mas, mas, mas mabigat yung Latin doctrine na yun kesa dun sa doctrine ng ini-invoke ni General Arevalo. And kung gusto niyo pa ng one more Latin doctrine, um, may nagsabi rin sa akin na um, they have to look at this doctrine called estopel by latches. So, it um, essentially means that their status quo dapat ang kontrata, ang agreement, kapag yung ini-invoke mong change in the contract ay in-invoke mo na, na in-invoke mo na too late. It, the invocation of the change in contract is so delayed, it's too late na hindi na siya valid. So, uh, estoppel by latches daw should apply kasi ang tagal naman, 1989 pa to, ngayon mo lang, ngayon mo lang sasabihin. And yung pag-put ng PNP under the DILG, which is being cited as the fundamental change in circumstance, happened way back in 1990, tapos 2021 mo lang hmm. i-invoke. So, masyado ng delayed. Kian, sorry, parang gusto mo malaman. Hindi man dami dami niyan na mention ng Latin doctrines. Meron bang parang tinatawag na hierarchy or parang may mas mabigat ganun. Parang may ganun ba level of hierarchy sa mga Latin doctrines sa to na parang if this certain something applies to this certain doctrine na mas taas sa ganito, parang moot na hindi na pwedeng i-apply yung mas lower doctrines. Unfortunately, walang hierarchy in the validity of doctrines. So, magtatagisan na lang ng galing at uh, talino ang mga abogado. Should they Um, choose to challenge the unilateral termination. And I think they should. Kasi, oh. di ba, parang 
that's what UP stands for eh, na, na you, you you do not just mess with us diba parang that's that's the UP brand and i'm sure a lot of its alumnus would would represent them um so doon na lang sila they, they they could invoke all the doctrines they want and matalo man o manalo sabihin mo nila there's no point in legally challenging this kasi all the scales are against us lagi namang panalo yung administration eh pero it's not a reason to stand down yeah yung yung possibility na matalo ka because of the political climate it's no reason to say wag na lang akong mag-file yun para sa akin yun na parang they should challenge it and the venue for that according to just the secretary Menardo Guevara would be at the DOJ before they reach the court. So, it's actually a good thing to test kasi kung kay Justice Secretary Guevara mo siya ilalapit, then you would put to the test the independence and yung, di ba, the, the kung gaano, kung ano, kung ano yung, kung ano si Secretary Guevara as a lawyer, kung saan siya papanig, um, how does he look at things? What is what are his legal principles? Kasi siya mismo eh, hindi prosecutor yung mag-decide, kundi yung office niya. So I think it would be good to test that. That may test case under this administration, no? Yeah. <laughs> also, I also wanted to talk yung mga actions ng AFP following itong termination. Ang dami ng propaganda online branding UP students as NPA rebels. Uh, last week, Friday, naglabas sila ng uh, list ng alleged uh, captured or dead NPA levels na UP alumni. Pero issues na hindi naman parang ilan doon kilala na nating mga tao sa journalism, yung mga iba na matay just because of natural causes. Rambo, can you tell me what happened here? So that's the context of this this posting of these these names, unvetted lists, wrong usage of logos, unauthorized use of of, of materials from UP. It's it's already part of a longer narrative, Judas, that we, we've already covered also how the military is using social media to, to spread its propaganda. And their goal here is to really stop people, to prevent people, um, no holds barred from entering the CPP NPA, even if it, if, it, if it means, you know, skipping protocols, breaking their own handbook, which, which bans them from really engaging in political discussions, from it bans them from preventing themselves from um, presenting themselves in uh, not formal ways in social medias. And we're seeing this as part of that pattern, how the AFP is really bent on using social media to prevent people from joining this. It's, it's part of the propaganda, part of their movement. And aside from UP students, uh, recently, nag-labas ng parang listahan yung NTF LCAC na according to them yung mga uh, schools na nagsiging parang safe events then for communist rebels or recruit recruitment for NPA. Uh, Lian, of course, di ba, nag-statement nag yung mga schools na to na sabi hindi kami ganun, etc. etc. Pero what can they do or yung mga targets of red tagging na to or attacks by the AFP to pro- do to protect themselves? Can they parang uh, can they invoke something to protect themselves? Kasi, of course, parang, parang, 
They could and they should. So, dun sa listahan muna ng mga former UP students na allegedly ex-NPA, one of them, um, Attorney Rafi Aquino of the Free Legal Assistance Group or FLAG, said na na we, they are considering cyber libel, uh, a cyber libel suit against um, the AFP and that Facebook page who published it. Bukod sa cyber libel, um, actually, the Duterte administration has really sparked a new offense, a kind of a new offensive against red tagging. Sobrang creative na ng mga lawyers because, uh, as I said in my podcast, not promote, as I said in my podcast, the law of Duterte land, red tagging is not a crime necessarily. It's There is no law that defines red tagging as a crime or more so punishes it as a crime. So the lawyers now are have to resort to creative means kung paano nila lalabanan ng red tagging. So, syempre, the most obvious is cyber libel because it's a malicious imputation. Ang karapatan via the NUPL, they are invoking the international humanitarian law and saying that red tagging is a kind of persecution. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a crime against humanity by persecution. So, yun yun. Tapos, um, Congressman Carlos Zarate has tried uh, suing... General Perlade for graft. Kasi graft, uh, one of the provisions for graft is you cause undue injury to a private party or government uh, instrumentality. So Congressman Sarate is saying that by red tagging me, he's, he's causing me undue injury. Tapos, uh, you could also go the route of filing an, an administrative case for violation of code of conduct of public official na ang magiging resulta nun ay either masususpindi sila or matatanggal sila sa trabaho. And attorney Chaljok no of flag also um, said that pwedeng i-invoke ang civil code. Um, there are provisions in the civil code that says every person must exercise his rights and in the performance of his duty, act with justice, give everyone his due, observe honesty and good faith. So if you were to if you were determined to really sue. You can say this person, the NPFL CAC or whoever, violated Articles 19, 21, and 32 of the Civil Code and ask for damages. Tapos sabi ni Attorney Jokno, maganda nga tong Civil Code kasi hindi na siya dadaan sa public prosecutor. So if wala kang um, tiwala sa DOJ prosecutors, mag-Civil Code ka kasi dadiretso ka sa korte. And another novel um, suggestion is kasuhan mo ng acts of war. Mm. Pero di, ito na yung parang medyo unlikely because how would you sue the military in the military court if they themselves condone the act and if their commander-in-chief, the president, is also a red tagger. Yeah. Pero ultimately, Lian and Rambo, do you think there are really enough safeguards for citizens against these vicious attacks, red tagging? Kasi personally, if ma-red tag kayo or tayo, do you think na comfortable tayo na may magpoprotekta sa atin sa batas or medyo asiwa kayo sa ganun? Ako, um, I don't know if this is a naive view, but I really do believe that there are enough safeguards in our laws, uh, as imperfect as they may seem. Uh, I am also a believer that our constitution is a beautiful, beautiful text that affords us a lot of rights. It's just that, how dictatorial can one be? Gano ka determinado ang isang strongman para baliin lahat ng batas na to? So, even though there are safeguards, there is no 
strong safeguard to a stronger dictator. Gets mo ba yung parang gusto kong sabihin? So, hindi lang siya basta-basta nakabase sa law, sa batas, kundi sa willpower ng mga tao para i-invoke ng i-invoke na invoke ang batas. And hopefully, we put enough pressure and we put them in the spotlight, we put them on their heat, we scrutinize them, and hopefully, they will cave in to public pressure and public opinion because no matter how strong these strong men are, lahat naman sila ay nakasalalay sa boto ng tao. So, at the end of the day, they are beholden to the will of the public. And so, that is the battleground. Rambo? Safeguards. Um, Janice, I don't know about safeguards, but let's just look at what we've covered for the past few years. Thousands of drug suspects, people who are tagged as drug suspects without enough basis, without being filed in court, killed just because according to the government, it's according to intelligence, it's based on their records, even if they're not disclosing anything. Thousands of activists labeled as communist terrorists based also on intelligence, based on their perception of them, based on suspicion. Us ourselves, journalists, being red-tagged, being um, included in the Red October plot of 2018, Rappler being called as funded by CIA without anything that's backing it, us being called foreign funded, the government has gotten away with labeling so many people with so much damaging information and nothing has happened to really hold them to account. And I think that already speaks for how weak our institutions are, how abusive people in power are. And sometimes I feel that we're kind of helpless in this fight. Um, I don't know how to move forward from this to this, but this is what we're seeing. We really are vulnerable. So on that note, parang for my last question, uh, what should the public do? Practical, siguro practical tips liyan Rambo kung how as an ordinary citizen, as a, as a person, like sarili ko lang, what should I do now given what's happening? Well, first of all, um, it doesn't do us harm to be careful. Uh, I'm not saying censor yourself, uh, but just be careful that you do not tweet or post anything that could be twisted into being an incitement to sedition or incitement to rebellion or incitement to terrorism because that is now a crime. So just be careful lang, um, be mindful of what you say. It also doesn't do you harm to be to secure your communications. Um, alam ko parang this is, this is, baka sa ibang tao, this is too defeatist na parang bumibigay ka na dun sa sa mga banta ng pamahalaan kaya mag-iingat ka. Pero, diba, mahirap lumaban kung nasa kulungan. So, um, just protect yourself, secure your communications, and make sure that everything you're saying is um, legally airtight. And, uh, you know, madali naman yun eh. Um, just um, don't incite to violence. Rambo? It always helps when you move in numbers. So, organizing is really helpful having people you trust, people you stand by with the same issues, with the same beliefs, people you can trust, people who can remind you of these things that Lian just said, you have to be secure, you have to lock your doors well, you have to know what you're saying that is that may not that, that can be used against you. You have to know people so that for example, when when the government does arrest you, when the government does overstep you, you have someone to call, you have a lawyer to go to you. And when that time comes, people will stand by you, will fight for you. And that would be something that can, 
at least be a consolation for you. You have people who stand by you, stand with you, despite how the situation might be against you in your fight for freedom, in your fight for whatever you believe in. Uh, so, to this, ano, it, i, i, dagdag ko lang na sa isang administrasyong mahilig manakot at gagawin ng lahat matakot ka lang, um, it's good to feel the fear. Magandang ramdamin mo yung takot kasi dun ka magkakaroon ng tamang impormasyon and you, that's where you will be discerning and very decisive when and how to fight it. So yan, daming food for thoughts ni Rambo and Rian na we have to mull over in the coming weeks, months as we remain inside our houses because of the worsening coronavirus situation. So on that note, all we can really do now is both be careful, but of course, we have to stand our ground. Thank you, Lian and Rambo, for joining me today and giving us your analysis on what's happening now sa UPD and the Accord and beyond uh, and the bigger picture of the Duterte's war on descent. Thank you, Jadez, for um, a lively discussion. Thank you. So thank you, listeners, for tuning in. If you would like to be updated on this and other issues, huwag kalimutan na i-follow ang Rappler Newsbreak sa Facebook, pati na rin sa Twitter. Kung gusto mo na makakuha na access to exclusive content and events, pwede ka sumali sa Rappler Plus. Plus is a community where we discuss and get deeper insights to the issues we face today. Pwede ka sumali by visiting rappler.com slash plus. Kung meron ka namang gusto na topic that you think we should discuss in our podcast, you can email us at investigative at rappler.com. Again, I am Judas Cavillan and this is Newsbreak Beyond the Stories. Thank <laughs> you.